Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I have a plan. Most most importantly, that he calls himself. I think he calls himself that. Yeah. So he's taken from Earth when he was a kid in the eighties, and he ends up joining with a group of. I don't know what you call them, mercenaries. We call them mercenaries. Different people, anyway. Group of wrongs. A group of wrongs. That'll do, Steve. One one of them is a tree. Uh, one of them is a raccoon. One of them's a green princess who is the daughter of Thanos, but not quite Thanos. But we'll leave that there. And one of them is Drax the Destroyer. Time now for the last in our series of Retro Avengers reviews. And if you haven't guessed from the previous <laughs> clip, it is Guardians of the Galaxy, starring Chris Pratt, uh, Bradley Cooper, Vin Diesel, Dave Bautista, and Zoe, I can never pronounce her name right. <laughs> Sound Sound yeah. Um, as the, the Guardians of the Galaxy, in probably one of the more risky films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, considering they weren't the most well-known characters before the film was made. Yeah, that's right. I mean, um, again, sort of, uh, if people listen to the retro review after this, um, there's Carol joining us, and both, you know, Carol and I read a lot of comics, and neither of us uh, were entirely familiar with the Guardians of the Galaxy prior to the film, so... It sort of took us by surprise, I think. If, um, as I say, if people listen on, they'll, they'll hear how shocked we were by how much we enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, and in in some ways, the, the Marvel films have been geared at a general audience. Yeah, well, yeah. it's PG thirteen in America. Yeah, it did have quite a lot of adult jokes in there. Uh, there were a few. Yeah. yeah, the Jackson Pollock one specifically. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So we, in this in this section, we've got our. Uh, retro review when we reviewed the film when it first came out. A retrospective review featuring myself, Owen, and Mike Shawcross, who writes for the site and covered Frightfest for us so excellently. Uh, he also saw Guardians of the Galaxy in the cinema over twenty times. So really, he should know what he's talking about. I saw it. I saw it twice in the cinema, <laughs> and and that was excessive. That was yeah. No, he went 
overkill on that. But we'll talk about that later. You'll you'll hear us have a chat about that with him on the yeah, retrospective we'll, review. We'll try and build up a, like a rough spend of what he spent as well on <laughs> on the film. See if he's personally responsible for its for its <laughs> takings at the box office. Uh, also in the review, there'll be uh, clips of the film and the trailer, which is just coming up now. Now, yeah, hey, cool man, no problem, no problem at all. Who are you? Star Lord. Who? Star Lord, man, legendary outlaw. Forget it. We arrested these five on Xandar. Check out the rap sheets. Drax, aka the Destroyer. Since his wife and family were killed, he's been on a rampage across the galaxy in a search for vengeance. Gamora, soldier, assassin, wanted on over a dozen counts of murder. Rocket, wanted on over 50 charges of vehicular theft and escape from lockup. What the hell? Brute, he's been traveling recently as Rocket's personal houseplant slash muscle. Peter Jason Quill, he's also known as Star-Lord. Who calls him that? Himself, mostly. He's wanted largely on charges of minor assault, public intoxication, and fraud. Oh, I'm sorry. I I didn't know how this machine worked. They call themselves the Guardians of the Galaxy. What a bunch of a-holes. really that high up on my knowledge list this is probably the one that I went into knowing the least about but that's obviously been catered for because you know that they fully aware that no one knows who these people are and it's kind of it's even played up to at the beginning with the with the Star Lord thing it's like who is I, I don't know who <laughs> Star Lord is that, that's in the trailer so it's not a spoiler but yeah, it's, it is as as Steve said. I don't think I can really add anything to that now. No, it's quite well it's quite, it's, it's, it's quite strange. In so much as they picked kind of to go into this Marvel universe, they picked a less less well known, especially to non comic book fans, group of characters, um, and the casting was quite brave because although he's he's lost a lot of weight now, they basically main main character was a chubby guy from a sitcom. Uh, you've got Oscar winning Bradley Cooper playing a, a raccoon so you can't even see his face and you've got kind of Vin Diesel like an action star as well can't even see his face and he and he has three three words to say it, yeah in, in that respect the, the casting was not so much strange but quite brave um, as well as that I mean the, including Batista Dave Batista but, but he's one of the main characters well he's the he's the biggest he's the biggest surprise out of the lot and you just think, Drax is a destroyer. Well, they've got a wrestler in because he's going to be big. Like, big build, physical. He's called the Destroyer. It's quite apt. And he's actually really good at, you know, with his diet. He gets a lot of good lines. And he's really funny. I think he warms up into it. He, I, I wasn't sure about him at first, but by the end I was completely sold. Um, it's kind of the first, the first time you meet him, I was kind of, oh, I'm not really sure about this guy. And then by the end of the film, you, you just completely, yeah, you completely buy it. The kind of emo- more emotional bits in the middle, you, you do absolutely buy that as well. And yeah, I was, I was completely, I was just completely knocked out by him. I, I wrote in my review on the site that, um, he stands up to Chris Pratt quite easily in the, in the comedy kind of stakes. And, and yeah, Chris Pratt is a very, very funny guy, but you're expecting him to be funny because you know he is funny. You're not expecting Batista to be that funny. 
and it's it's all completely deadpan and it's it's just it's wonderful, really, really good. Yeah, absolutely. And the the it is the whole film is just so funny, I think, is the main thing. It's not just limited to Chris Pratt and um Batista, weirdly, saying Batista is one of the funny things. But it's it, the whole thing is just it's got an air of like fun about it. It's a proper adventure film, isn't it? Pro- a proper like not the space opera, the epic kind of thing we'd no. expect, but a really just fun sci-fi action adventure. I movie. mean, it's, it's uh, some people have said it is Star Wars for a new generation. It's not really it, it isn't. It isn't because it is a, a space adventure film. But that's probably where the similarity ends between the two. But I can see what people mean when they make that comparison. But the tone of each film is completely different. Guardians of the Galaxy is much funnier. Uh, yeah, well, but, James Gunn didn't rip off an Akira Kurosawa film either, did he? So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think from from what I've, as I said, my, my knowledge of the, of the characters is limited. But I think from what I've read, it's just completely in keeping with the tone of the book as well, which was... I think a lot of people, well, the people that read it, it was their concern was they were going to not really be able to keep up with the tone. But the, yeah, the comedy kind of stylings definitely come from the book, uh, especially when it comes to Rocket, who, for my my money, does actually get most of the best lines. <laughs> and didn't he look really good as well? Yeah, he yeah, looks amazing. CGI was and, and Groot does as well. See, so uh, Groot looks just incredible. There are certain things. Uh, again, I don't want to give it away but there are certain things that he does which just um you, you just completely buy into the fact that there's just a massive lumbering tri- tree just walking around <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> yeah the 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 rendering on both those is just amazing now this is important once the battery is removed everything is going to slam into emergency mode once we have it we gotta move quickly so you definitely need to get that last <laughs> Or we could just get it first and improvise. Totally bought into um, uh, Vin Diesel's voice as well, <laughs> we, and we yeah. know he's got he's got a talent for voicing over things. Um, but uh, he was he was just fantastic. You you sort of even though it was the same three words over and over, you sort of you knew exactly what he was trying to say. I hear I, I read today that he's actually dubbed it in about twelve different languages, so you always get his voice, which is <laughs> <laughs> just brilliant. Yeah, Amazing. I suppose Groot is the same in every language. Yeah, exactly. You, so. You've just got the, yeah. It's only, it's only two it's words. Just, got, yeah. just the prefix. Yeah. Je m'appelle Groot. Although in a New Jersey accent. Yeah. Still. <laughs> French, but New Jersey accent. But yeah, they, I mean, I think he found out enough about all the characters as well for kind of an origin story. There wasn't any of the main characters that kind of neglected in terms of... You didn't find out a lot about any of them, with the exception of possibly Star-Lord, but you didn't find out nothing about any of them as well. Yeah, I think you, I think that was a problem in trying to set up so many characters at, at the same time, was you just kind of got a crib note version of their backstory. It's just mm. like, oh yeah, I was kidnapped, and, and you know, the, the other uh, stories that happened as well. You just kind of get a little kind of one-sentence explanation. I mean, even... The whole even quills, which is the most fleshed out, you kind of go back to it halfway through, and, and it's explained a little bit more. But yeah, I think that's always going to be a problem. I think, to be honest, uh, the one kind of weak link in the in the film for me was just the lack of motivation for the bad guys. 
you don't really find out why they're trying to destroy everything. It's just that they do want to. I don't know, I think you found out a fair bit about Ronan, the accuser's motivation. I don't think you're ever going to find out too much about Thanos and what he's up to until possibly Avengers 2, maybe even further down the line than that. I think you found out about Ronan, the accuser, he was a hardcore of um, whatever species he was who didn't like the Nova Nova Corps and wanted to destroy them because of, you know, even though it's a ceasefire because of family history and things like that. And he's just a typical maniacal bad guy. Um, Some people are just dicks, but <laughs> is it, you know, I don't believe anyone could be 100% a dick. Apart from Ronan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to Guardians of the Galaxy, it, although if you are a fan of the previous Marvel films, it fits in with that whole series, but it is pretty much standalone. You don't need to have seen Iron Man or Avengers or Thor, or anything like that, to to be up to speed with this. You you, you can just go to Guardians of the Galaxy and enjoy it as just a, a space adventure film. Banging soundtrack, <laughs> though. Yeah, oh, yes, quality. <laughs> I've uh, I've had a real problem with this soundtrack ever since I saw it. Like I've I, I've now been I think I like I saw it ten or eleven days ago, and I've had at least one of the soundtracks in my one of the soundtrack songs in my head every day. And I went uh, shopping yesterday, and I went to HMV, and they were playing it in there, just to wind me up even further. <laughs> just it get felt it, like... Just have it get on Spotify. I've, I've downloaded it. I've been, <laughs> I've been walking around with it for most of, the, most of the week as well. But yeah, oh. cracking soundtrack. I mean, it keeps James Gunn's humour in there as well. Yeah. I mean, it might not be as gory as some of his other stuff is, you know. But it still feels like a James Gunn film. Yeah, it feels, it feels like probably the most James Gunn film ever made. To be perfectly honest, yeah. and the fact that he's managed to do it with a, like, a mega budget film is just is incredible. Yeah, it, I, I was, I think I was a little bit worried about him being sanitised for a, um, a younger audience, but yeah, I definitely shouldn't have worried about that. I have a plan. You've got a plan. Yes. First of all, you're copying me from when I said I had a plan. No, I'm not. People say that all the time. It's not that unique of a thing to say. Secondly, I don't even believe you have a plan. I have. Part of a plan. What percentage of a plan do you have? You don't get to ask questions after the nonsense you pulled on nowhere. I just saved Quill. We've already established that you destroying the ship that I'm on is not saving me. When did we establish? Like three seconds ago. No, I wasn't listening. I was thinking of something else. Oh. So the. Final part for our main body of uh, retro Avengers reviews is Guardians of the Galaxy. Not part of the Avengers uh, just yet. Perhaps they may join up with the Avengers at some point in the future, um, but we don't know that for now. This is it. Uh, may happen when they when it goes into space more. Yes. I think that's the direction they're heading in, especially with uh, Infinity War. Yes, but this yeah. is our retrospective uh, review of the film when we take a look back. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Now it's been out for a while and in our consciousness um, for a while. Uh, it's me, Steve Norman, joined by Owen Hughes and Hello. Mike Shawcross. Hello. Uh, Mike, you've seen this film at the cinema how many times? 23. And can you tell our dear listeners why? <laughs> why? Because um, it's, well, it's a good film. It's a, it's a very good film. 
it is a it's a very good film. In fact, what I like about it is the fact that it's different from the rest of the Marvel films. It doesn't want to come back to Earth. It's it's happy to stay in space. It's happy to do its own thing, but still wrap itself around the Marvel universe, bringing Thanos yeah. in, bringing the um, stones into play, giving us a better backstory of the stones and what they what they can do. But what I liked about it the most is the characters and James Gunn's enthusiasm that just permeates through the whole film constantly. It never drops. Yeah. It's always there. His cast responds to him. Chris Pratt is, is superb. He, he carries the film. What a great bit of casting that it was is, as well. It is. It's brilliant because he's always been a bit character. He's never really stood up in a film and then he comes to this and I just thought wow just yeah. superb that opening sequence where he dances it's fantastic it just sets the tone of the film from there and you know that you're going to be in for a fun ride all the way through and the good thing is it's only two hours so it never overstays its welcome even after 23 times even after 23 the, the <laughs> best thing was it actually got better the more I watched it because there was little okay. things that I picked up each time. Obviously, after 10 or 15 times, 10 to 15 times, you sort of know it quite well. But it wasn't that. I mean, it was just entertaining. Never made itself yeah. too serious. It was always fun. It it does remind me of what probably what Star Wars was like in the, the 70s. My kids picked up on that. My, I mean, my lad loves it to death. He thinks <laughs> it's wonderful. And I think, yeah. to him, this is his Star Wars. People from all ages have, have really taken to Guardians of the Galaxy. It, it's, it hasn't got one specific audience. No, it's not. It's it's very, very broad audience. And I think that's because, again, down to the characters, you've got a talking raccoon, you've got a tree, you've got a green <laughs> assassin, and then you've got Chris Pratt. Yeah. And, the animal, just, and the animal Dave Batista. Well, to tell you the truth... Dave Bautista just is a revelation. As good as Chris <laughs> Pratt is, he comes in and his deadpan delivery is outstanding. I didn't know somebody who came from an industry of sport where nothing is scripted and everything is sport would be such a good actor. Again, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for how good he was. I mean, some of, some of his lines and the way he just delivers them is just exceptional. Well, the thing is, it was good in... I mean, I liked him in The Man with the Iron Fists, which, you know, isn't a fantastic oh, film itself, but he... Film. It's not <laughs> the best film. But I did like him in that, but he is just the almost silent yeah. bad guy. Yeah. And in Riddick, he has a few more lines, and you get to see him be quite funny in Riddick as well. But it's it, it, the fact that he's got such great comic timing was, as you said, just completely out of nowhere yeah. for Guardians of the Galaxy. But the old gel, the five, yeah. where, the prison break is probably my favourite scene. I think it's yeah. just so well put together, and it just and that guy's leg, yeah, <laughs> just it's, so it's brilliant. It's it's got everything. I mean, and when they all stand on the on the outside the pod at the uh, before they they yeah. take it, I think it's perfect with a great soundtrack as well. Not. I mean, talking the score, the score is brilliant. It fits the film the, perfectly. The, the soundtrack is probably the only movie soundtrack I've bought ever. Really? 
it yeah. is it's a very good soundtrack. I mean, the score and the soundtrack together are exceptionally well put together. That's um, yeah. James Gunn. He's, he's worked wonders with this. He's got a superb crew. And yeah, I just hope that they can do it again. Because, yeah. I mean, can they do it again? Can they pull it off? Did it, did, it, no. did it with Star Wars, didn't they? Empire Strikes Back. They did, <laughs> yeah. they did, but they changed the director and everything in, in that. It was that was mm. a different beast. Yeah, that had, that had George Lucas in charge of it. Well, and, this is and it was and it was still better <laughs> than the second first one. So, okay, Mike. So you must have, like you said, got to know Guardians of the Galaxy quite intimately. I did uh, yes. watching it so many times. Are the things that you picked up on that you don't particularly like about Guardians? Um, not there are some that you. Howard the fucking duck. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's... Are there any sort of, like, perhaps plot holes? Because, you know, at the start with um, Zoe Saldana's character, whose name has suddenly escaped me, Gamora, Gamora, when, yeah, when Peter Quill's coming out of the shop and he's got the... He's got the orb, orb yeah. And she steals yeah. it. Surely she could have just bought it and that would have been... Well, he didn't over. It, did he? He came well, he didn't sell it because the guy didn't want to buy yeah, it. But yes, so how could yeah, you but that makes it more entertaining. You've got to have yeah. that, that fight, and yeah, it, the, the guy, yeah. the, of course, the, the guy wouldn't the guy wouldn't buy it off of Peter yeah. Quill because it was too. But Gamora could have bought it straight from Chris Pratt outside. Yeah, well, that's, than, yeah, you don't do that. Maybe, 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 <laughs> she's going to take it. Maybe yeah. maybe Thanos didn't give her an expense account. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, is there anything? Are there little things like that that you picked up on that have bugged you? Not really, no. I mean, there's, there's obviously little errors along the way, but nothing that tears the film apart. Um, no, I think everybody... I didn't like Karen Gillan at first. It took me about four watches to really appreciate a character, a character and what she was doing with it. And then yeah. I sort of thought, oh, she's really quite good in this. I think Because she doesn't really get as much screen time as you'd expect. No, she doesn't. But when she's on it, she she's actually very, very clever and very good at what yeah. she's doing. I think Lee Pace is brilliant. I think he's one of the better Marvel villains we've had. Mm, he's Ronan. Uh, yeah, yeah, fantastic. And I, I think Del Toro as the collector is a little underused. Maybe he's probably one of the weaker parts of I it. I think they're still teasing what's to come with yes. him. Yes. But I do think there's more to come from him. But he was good in his little role. He, he the, was uh, good, but again, I think he might have just expanded it a little bit. Michael Rucker was excellent. I thought he was brilliant. Yeah, he's a James Gunn stalwart, though, isn't he? He is, he is. Fantastic in Sliver. <laughs> but he, he, was also, he was also good in The Walking Dead was Michael Rooker. I also like the design, the spaceship design, the clothes, the actual design of the, the, the cities. Uh, I think all that's very, very well done. I think it's it's really well realised on screen. Yeah. Um, it's very vibrant. It is well, very vibrant, which, is, which I think works, because, it, it, again, it works with the fun of the film. If it had been dull and or too serious, I don't yeah. think I think we'd have I'd have only seen it once. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess the final question really for you then, Mike, and I've got a feeling I know what you'll say because we've possibly already talked about it. What film in Phase Three of the Marvel Cinematic Universe are you most looking forward to? Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Yeah, I thought it would be <laughs> <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah. yeah, more so than Civil War or Thor Ragnarok or anything like that? No, it's it's Guardians. I think it just blew me away. And the more I watched yeah. it, I just 
thought, yeah, this is so cool. And that, it's one of those films you can put on on a Sunday afternoon and just have a great time with. Definitely. I mean, I saw it again yesterday, I think, and I I was expecting it to diminish in quality. I'll be perfectly honest. I thought it was one of those films that's a big popcorn film. You know, you see it in the cinema, yeah. it's very exciting, very funny. And then you watch it again and realise it's not so great. But I had the opposite. I thought, actually, it really was a very good, fun, entertaining... Two hours. Marvel stuff. Two hours. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, that brings to a close our retrospective review of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, and a end to the run of retro Avengers reviews that we have for now at least. This is the last one. We may try and put out a clip show. So, like, a clip show of when news has broken about Marvel films, like when when uh, Edgar Wright walked away from Ant-Man and when the, the Phase 3 films were announced and all that kind of thing. We might put something out about that, but remains to be seen just yeah. yet. So this could be the end <laughs> end of the series. Yes, that's, that's us done. I think it's bedtime. <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. The Failed Critics Podcast is presented by Steve Norman and Owen Hughes, created by James Diamond, with original music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, remixed by James Yule of JamesYule.com. You can find us at failedcritics.com, on Twitter at failedcritics, and Facebook at facebook.com forward slash failedcritics. Thanks for listening. We're just like Kevin Bacon. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.